you. Are now about to witness the awesome oh, crushing might. Oh, uh, can you even hear the music now? The U, Gene S. Robinson Show Stoppers! Welcome, my friends, uh, to a show that seemingly apparently kind of sort of never ends as long as you keep paying. This is round number a one, a four, a three, European, European three. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. I'll let Bob Riley sing us in. I, I don't, I didn't, I gotta, I gotta, you know, get the new phone and it, it didn't copy the music over to it, so. I don't even know if you can hear what I'm listening to, but it's Stigmata. It's from Calling of the Just. The record is called Intro All of Nothing. <laughs> the baby's looking at me, wondering why I'm talking so loudly. <laughs> wondering. And uh, apparently Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer and shoot you to death in a nightclub, doesn't, has it discontinued because they haven't paid me for the last batch. So I still got him here. Tommy LB's got one coming his way. You could get it too. We'll talk about that later. Let's let Bob Riley sing us in Stigmata. Intro all of nothing. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right, my friends. Yeah, I don't know. This is not. This music is not working for me. I got to figure out how to how to get it on the phone. Uh, uh, coming coming right off the laptop. It just it doesn't. It sounds like uh, listening off of a raisin brand box. Uh, okay, uh, this is round number. I, I did that wrong. A one, a four, European three, round one, four, three. Yeah, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, and uh, commercials top of the hour, uh, pinko95014 at yahoo.com. If you want to PayPal directly, uh, I can give you the Cash App, I can give you the Venmo if you want, or patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomper. At this point now, uh, I don't even try to remember which, whether it's Stomperville or the Stomper, but it should be easy to find. Uh, we just did the accounting for November. We did okay, did all right. I don't feel any need to have more commercials or threaten anybody. Oxbow, um, if you want the last, last I counted, there were 22, 22 of uh, the Oxbow hardcore shirts. Let me see if I could, I'll tell you right now, 
uh, it's oxbow.merchtable.com or merchtable.oxbow.com. You can find it. Just go to Google machine, type it. There are a few sizes left. You can go under apparel or go to rare and you get the last few. I want them out by Christmas. Out by Christmas, or I set myself up. Nah, I'm not going to set myself aflame. But that was the original threat. Well, that was the original threat coming from Knuckle Up to this. So those are the commercials. Only four minutes. Anybody should have been able to make it through those four minutes of commercials. It, w- it wasn't especially owner. A big package just came uh, o- 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 over the fence. So, uh, um, yeah, it's early this week. I, I, well, you know what? Uh, one of my kids is in is now living in London right now. So uh, can you just take her with you? Um, uh, is living in London right now. So um, I, I mean, not that she listens. Not that I expect my kids to listen, but I just I'm, I'm trying to do it early. I'd intended to do the show right after right after we recorded um, Care Don't Care, which is. At nine o'clock on every Sunday, so we record Care Don't Care at nine to ten, and I was going to do it ten to eleven. But then I had all kinds of grandiose plans. I was going to go running, which is why I'm dressed this way. Going to do and say, "Oh, it's raining." Ah, screw that, the rain. Uh, I'm going to go running anyway, and then I'm going to get my kettleballs and my wreck bag and all my sledgehammer. Put that stuff on the porch. I have an overhang and do it on the porch. And then I realized, well, I can't really take the sledgehammer on the porch because the overhang is not high enough. So I'm going to do it outside. Then let's get this image of myself in the rain with a sledgehammer doing shoulder uh, 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 exercises with the, with the freaking sledgehammer and, uh, and then lightning striking. So, uh, yeah, so my whole day got subjugated, didn't run, didn't do anything, ate some cake, and then went, went, and then went walking with the kid and, and the wife. So... Uh, uh, I'll work out tomorrow. Uh, I have no excuses, except every now and then you got to cut yourself an excuse. And we had a perfectly civilized walk. It was very comfortable, very nice. More through the neighborhood. Uh, I'm going to post a picture later. And the neighborhood is full of Christmas cheer, holiday cheer. So, uh, you know, and uh, or, or for those of us who celebrate Hanukkah, uh, Chaka Khan, you know, it's a festival holiday. I'm not one of those nattering nabobs of negativity who don't like the holidays. I dig on Thanksgiving. I dig on the Hanukkah, Christmas. I, I enjoy them. Always have. And, and I'm one of those cats. Sorry. I listen to Christmas music all year round. All year round. Look at the baby. She's right here. She's looking at me. <laughs> She's a cutie pie. Her mom's getting this big box. I look like the world's worst husband right now. And father, incidentally, as I sit here on my ass. Anyway, let's talk about, and uh, this happens before Care Don't Care. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about UFC uh, uh, 2, what was the number? UFC 256, which uh, uh, we saw last night. And it was, uh, you know, in terms of a Care Don't Care, the weeks that we've been going into, this was a good one. The two, previous two weeks, I cared about, honest to God, cared about two fights on each card. You know, Steph talked me into caring about four, doubling up on those. But really, I just cared about two. Last night, I cared about seven, seven fights on the card. And something happened. You always hear me do the intro for Care Don't Care about people, you know, greedy bread gobblers, bedwetters, and work shy individuals, malingerers. If you don't like, you know, if you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, fight an exciting fight. And we'll, 
Well, there were a couple of uh, fighters who were previous don't cares. The governor, Tucker, and uh, and well, and uh, Fiziev was from uh, a don't care from a, a few weeks ago. We just just killed. So we're we're having uh, don't don't cares converting to cares. Kevin Holland, who I didn't care about a few weeks ago, uh, care. So l- let's go into it. But overridingly, what, the sensation that I'm getting from, and I knew going into it. If you watched last week's care don't care. I talked about how <laughs> about how I expected there to be um, uh, that, that there was uh, on the card there was a steady s- succession of of um, of uh, sads and you know and I tried to soft soap it because Jacare is a known associate used to ta- uh, used to train with uh, uh, Team Sorrell. But he's had holes in his game that haven't gone away. So I couldn't pick him. I couldn't pick him. It, it disturbed me that, you know, he routinely just always plays with his hands well lower than I think that they should be given. Somebody's going to be trying to punch you in the face. That's neither here nor there. I, I, there are a couple of things, extra, extra fight related, that I'd like to uh, – I want to get to those at the top. And I'm, I'm talking specifically – uh, of the, the mounting chagrin that I started to feel at listening. Look, I, I love Anik, and I, my reasons for loving Anik are like that my friend who was undersecretary of defense said, Eugene's like a dog. You're nice to him once. You know, he's yours forever. And this is a friend who said this to me. This guy, what, what, this guy is a long time undersecretary of defense under, under Michael C. Duran, under George W. Bush. Trump guy through and through. Um, I'm one of his last normal friends left, if you know what I mean, normal. Some of you don't know what I mean, but I'm going to say I'm one of his last normal friends. So this is his take on me that, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you look. So uh, Anik uh, tweeted out, I wrote a piece about this guy, Jan Sova, this uh, uh, Polish academic who said by 2020, Poland would cease to, it was a possibility that Poland would cease to exist as a country. Of course, Poland still exists as a country, but the brain drain hasn't stopped. So sober was it. But for some reason, Anik decided to tweet this out. So I was like, ah, oh, man, that's cool. John Anik is tweeting out my stuff. That's cool. So I'm not going to come down heavy. Look, and in D.C., Daniel Cormier came on Knuckle Up. He's a friend of Knuckle Up. One of the first people to do it right when he got to AKA. Talked to Javier. We set it up. He came on the show. Didn't have to do that. You know, the guy, Hall of Fame legend. Already an Olympian, you know, um, but, you know, whole Joe game, you know, back when I used to get my media credentials and sit there, uh, uh, cage side would come up and, you know, he, you know he, he was always making fun of me because I, I wouldn't use suitcases. I would use Safeway grocery bags because I go, look, I'm only in Vegas for the weekend. Who needs a suitcase? Half the shit that I'm wearing or need will be in the garbage by Sunday so I travel there with the sip, and then, like, at the end, I just leave. I walk out. I got nothing, no luggage, nothing dragging behind me, nothing to put in the overhead, nothing to check, right? So, but I'm, but usually the schedule, I had enough time to get to the room before I got to the fight. So one, one fight, it was like I had just sitting there in my seat with the grocery bag next to me, and uh, whole joke is like, what, what, did you just do your shopping before you get here? So it was a, a running joke. So I all have an association with all these guys. But I have to honestly say, and I, and I try to, I try to, 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 uh, 
uh, ameliorate, it's not the right word, mediate, moderate, you, you know, if they're known associates or friends, I don't, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you tell the truth without being hurtful, you know, but um, maybe you guys should think about doing something else. I mean, you know, you know, DC, you got the, you've got the AKA gig, you're the team captain. I think you're doing some stuff at Gilroy. You're doing color, con you're doing, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, you can interview the fighters after, eh, but the, the calling the fights, I, we need somebody else. I'm trying to be nice. I don't, it, you know, because there's a thing, uh, uh, John Nash said 15 years ago on the underground, Keurig's underground, he was like, Turn the sound down. Turn the sound down. And there have been occasions where I've watched feeds from Russia or from, from Mexico to Latin American feeds, somehow I got, and, uh, and they are watching it with the uh, Sorrel, where it's in Portuguese. And I was like, I'm no worse for the wear. But unfortunately, they have, they have moved their way into being part of the conversation, which is how the bald one wants it. It's like that great line from Cool Hand Luke. The man's mother die, he get a little rabbit in his blood. And he think about going back and paying her a visit and his mind ain't right. Now Luke, not in the box, cause that's the way he wanted. And this is the same thing. This is the way the bald one wanted. He likes those guys for whatever reasons. Look. There's one thing. There's one thing if you have, if you have Goldberg, who I always understood as comic relief, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or who's that guy? Brian Stan was good. Brian Stan was good. You know, Anik is like a, a kind of a tofu, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. He takes the flavor of the food around him. He's a good, you know, keeps him on the schedule, keeps the focus, reads the commercials well. Okay, that's fine. But the, the blatant boosterism, and keep in mind, you know, there's a ring rust. Just because he's got a show, just because he's a stand-up comedian, doesn't mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't mean that, that, that the, the guy is going to be on the money. Maybe he had an off night, but last night was a terrible off night. I would give them a D, if not an F, for performance last night. Because I'm easy with that. I'm easy. As long as it doesn't distract me from what I'm seeing... I'm easy. But last night, it was distracting me from what I was seeing, because in every instance, they were not only not seeing what I was seeing, but what they were seeing wasn't what I was seeing, if you know what I mean. It happens. Same planet, different world. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. And it wasn't even, I can never remember my pick. I can remember like maybe 50% of my picks from the week before. There were seven or eight cares on this card. I couldn't remember them all. And so in one instance, I was rooting for a guy that, that, that was actually a guy who I didn't pick. I picked Billy Quantillo over, over Gavin Tucker, but I was rooting for Tucker. Tucker was mighty. But it took them, it took them 1.5. It took them halfway through the second round to actually realize that the boosterism wasn't, the, the Jedi mind tricking wasn't going to work because Tucker wasn't listening to them. <laughs> I, I know, we got an outcome. We have, we have 
predetermined, expected outcome, and we and we talk to that so that when people look, you have a nice through line of commentary. Because you're in the business of burnishing narrative. I got that. I got that. In the business of burnishing narrative. I understand that completely. But are you are sitting, and I know there's a weirdness sitting at the cage because I've sat along that cage. You watch press row. If you're at the fights and you watch press row, you know what everybody on press row is doing? With the fight five feet in front of their faces, they're all looking up at the jumbotrons. I could do that at home, which is fundamentally why I stopped filling out. You, you realize, of course, you've heard me complain about this. I had to fill out more paperwork to get a UFC credential and go through more rigmaroles than I had to do meeting the president of the United States of America, Bill Clinton. I had to fill out zero paperwork for meeting Bill Clinton. Was not photographed or searched. And it wasn't like I met him. I was just in the auditorium crowd full of people. I was at a small dinner in a hotel. Incidentally, also the hotel where Bobby Kennedy was shot to death. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was an atrocity. Last night was an atrocity. And if there's anybody in America who who's, should be chagrined, it's Goldberg sitting around going, hey, you know, hey, come on, hey, come on, hey. It was distract. I mean, this is something that you got to do more often than not. Get, get. I know Joe's got his show and he's got this and he's got that. You know, and they're advertising in his show during the fights, along with that 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 pissy brown uh, solution that some are calling whiskey, or and some are calling more specifically proper 12 whiskey. I, 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 does anybody drink that? Does any, anybody? Anybody. Have any of you had it? And, and anyway, or P3 for that matter. I am what they used to call it in the advertising industry, an active resistor. Whatever it is, I'm against it. I, if you're if you're trying to all those commercials for food, I've never I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to participate. I don't care. Like my friend White Pete once sang, "I won't conform. I'm not doing it." Yeah, I I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know, or maybe it was the fact that they were distanced from each other. So it was just audio, so it was more of an abstraction and less of real. I don't know how to explain it. And, and, but then overriding this, overriding this was the specter of the bald one who kept coming in in creepy ways. Now, you've heard me. I've done like three or four shows, Sympathy for the Bald One, playing off of Sympathy for the Devil. I'm like, yeah, you know, it was easy to talk shit about this guy, but, <laughs> but this guy has done a lot. He's done a lot. And that's a kid talking. She's participating in the show. He's done a lot. And moreover, he's done a lot that I couldn't have done. And honest to God, if you want to be frank about it, a lot that you couldn't have done. I did the ball one. But then he's doing like weird stuff constantly and continually that uh, that uh, 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 this just starts. I start to feel like Columbo. He said, remember that thing you said, that one thing you said when you, what did you mean by that? And so they start talking about Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, who was phenomenal last night, even though he took out a known associate, former uh, Team Sorrell uh, 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 associate, uh, uh, Jacare Sousa, right? And what does he say? 
So he's talking about in the pre-roll, he's talking about, yeah, Kevin Holland was on a contender series and, uh, yeah, was on the contender series. And I was like, who is his big mouth? I'm not signing this guy. Really? You don't sign big mouths, huh? That's funny. That's funny. Why? Because I guess they, they don't come to take take part. They come to take over, right? Who the, who the fuck is this guy? We don't hire loudmouths? Really? You don't want a loudmouth? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. That's what I want to hear because I don't want to be one of those guys who hasn't tried it and is talking shit about it. But instinctively, I know if you have to be punched into drinking it, it can't. If you go to an old rummy in a bar in Ireland and he wants to take a free one, I, I think that says it all. So, so, so the bald one doesn't want to hire Kevin Holland because he's a he's a big bounce. Huh? Really? It's kind of weird. And that stuck with me. I, I, I got. What do you mean by it? so? So it's. It, it, I mean this this guy. I mean, okay, he's done what many of us couldn't do, but this is the problem with these cats. This is the problem with these cats. They've gone, they, they've gone macro, but they remain micro. That is a fucking problem. That is a fucking problem. Like, they don't, you know, what is that old expression? Act like you've been there before. You don't have to, you, you know, uh, I mean... Yeah, I'm trying not to touch on that, but you know that's where I'm going with this because I'm about to segue into that fucking prick Trump. And I, I held my tongue for four fucking years as much as I was going to, and that's going to stop January 20th. How can you go macro and still be involved in the micro? That's the smart... Look, I tell you, there's a great comedian guy who I know. In San Francisco, I I, I, well, I did com two comedy shows and it, it was so successful that I've never been asked back. And they still make me laugh because I wasn't out to make the audience laugh. I was out to make myself laugh, which is a totally different kettle of fish. So uh, <laughs> saying stuff that would get me canceled in a public forum, I will not repeat <laughs> in the comedy it's the kind of stuff that doesn't get you coming back to the comedy routine. But, I, you know, um, I, I remember being there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. you got to act. I mean, uh, so this comedian, he does this bit, and he comes out, and he out announces his name. He comes running down the aisle, and he's huffing and puffing. He's like, <sighs> and it turns out he's doing his whole comedy routine thing as a seminar for how to be a, a successful comedian and or public speaker. And so he's like, <laughs> and he's looking, okay, so the, it's, a, it's a small theater, like the Roxy in San Francisco, and it, it, it slopes, for you just listening on Spotify or whatever, it slopes at like maybe a 20, I don't know, 15 degree angle, right? So he's standing on a stage, which if you were looking at from the side, is at the bottom of a slope. And he's holding his hands up and he's breathing heavily. And he, he, he says, look, this is what you don't. He's a, and he's looking out at the audience with that thousand yard stare. So he's so he's at the bottom and he's looking at the audience here, which is what people like when you see any big 
personality, gets out on stage, you know, they look out at the crowd, a generic general crowd of individuals. They look out like this, like I'm looking like this. He goes, this is how you do it. He goes, what you don't do is this. And then he looks down at the front row. There's all the same hand gestures. Like, oh, thank you, thank you. But he looks down at the front row and does it. And it's completely hilarious because it's totally creepy. If he just looks at the front row and does that, it's like, whoa, hey. A friend of mine had that happen to him. He went to see Ben Vereen. And he's just sitting there watching Ben Vereen do Chicken George. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I got to sit through this minstrel shit. You know, my friend's black. And sitting there and he's like, yeah. And Ben Vereen comes down off the stage, starts leading people in a clap along, goes to stand in front of my friend, grabs his hands, makes the gesture like this, and looks at him and goes, clap. It's micro. You don't look at the front row when you go. <laughs> you look at the whole audience. These guys are macro. You're the guy on the stage with the mic. You are the president of the most powerful country in the world. And you're doing flyovers to these dumbasses in D.C. And the bald one, most, you know, admittedly, one of the most profitable, I mean, Bob Arum, Don King, these guys are yesterday. The bald one's around for a while and been around for a while and unshackled from and making moves. But he's, he's involved in nickels and dimes. I guess that's what you can do when the dollars make themselves. You don't want to hire this loudmouth? Okay. What other small shit are you bothering yourselves with? Oh, like the fact that the uh, Carl Robeson uh, or, or something else that they reveal after more immediate, based on UFC 256, they reveal that Davy Figs was at the hospital in the two o'clock in the morning, and then you know, the three amigos come out and, and, and spin this as a mark of this guy's strength and fortitude. You know, any of our jobs, if we say we were at the hospital till two in the morning during the pandemic, would say, Borja Moore, don't come to work tomorrow. They spin it. Yeah, they spin it. And instead of, they've spun the whole thing, instead of being like, ah, this COVID thing is real serious, he goes, yeah, our, we, they lost four fights. Four fights on the card from, uh, from uh, uh, this, this yesterday. Four. And say, so, yeah, our testing protocols are, are oh, so good. Uh, really, that's it, huh? How come the numbers are so different from what it was on Fight Island? How reckless can you get? That was Biafra's line from the Fear Power God spoken word compilation, which is still available. Charles Manson, Anton LaVey, Jello Biafra, Lydia Lunch, Henry Rollins. Everybody's on it. You should get it. I think it's out in CD from Black House Records. Still available. How reckless can you get? Spin this stuff. But the, the, the punchline is always the same. You know what the punchline is? We don't give a fuck about you. That's the punchline. And realistically, that's the case. Like Lloyd Price told Don King, fighters come and go, but you will remain. But knowing that, I mean, the thing is, you know, you say, oh, Eugene, that's easy to say. Oh, yeah, but listen, when I first started working in 1987, 86, and started to have bosses, 
I was keeping it, like checking it, having a list, checking it twice, find out if they're naughty or nice. I was checking my list. And I was saying, this is the kind of shit that I do not want to do when I'm ever the boss. All the things I hated, all the passive aggressiveness, all the power play, all the small dickedness that had subjugated me over my time as being an employee, the temper tantrums, the drama queen stuff, all that the suppressed rage, the throwing stuff at you, the putting your foot on the guy's desk and saying, how stupid can you get? All that's none of that. And as it turned out, when I was a boss, finally, and I think my first boss job was editor-in-chief of Intel's corporate publication, Intel Leads, I was a good guy. I didn't have to work hard to be a good guy. I didn't have to crack heads to get stuff done. I was good. I was like Bill Gates. I like Bill Gates' method. You know what he would say? He would say, I'd like this done on Monday. And if people made a face... He would say, no, it's okay. If you got something else to do, I'll do it. If you were stupid enough to say, would you, Bill? Thanks. That'd be great. You wouldn't have a job for long, I don't expect. Because if I have to do my job and I have to do your job, why am I paying you? And if you don't understand the subtext, then you won't understand why you're being let go a month later. He's gone, man. You'll buy the story about how, 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 yeah, exactly, about how tight things are and how we really couldn't afford. You know, I got this thing in my head, and it's, it's, it's an equity meter. It's an equity meter. And I've, ever since I was a little kid, I've been stuck on this equity meter. You know, they did this thing with chimps, right? They did this thing with chimps. And, uh, and, and they had food that chimps liked, and they put, put it out. And, uh, <laughs> and let me tell you about the chimps. They, um, hold on, let's see. Let's do this. Uh, hold on. Uh, let's do this. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. So they put the chimps out. Um, hold on, my system is screwing up here. Um, so the um, hold on, there we go. Um, and yeah, go unsub yourself, you fuckhead. So, anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so, 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 where was I? Now I, I had to delete this. I had to delete this print. Where help? Oh yeah. So all the stuff that the uh, the 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 you you actually bought it. That's what Bill Gates did. That's what Bill Gates does. It's it's kind of a version of bartering. But this equity meteor in my head was one thing. So the chimps they had like eight raisins. They put out eight raisins on the table and they gave. They gave one chimp two raisins, and they gave the other chimp six raisins, right? One, two, one. And the chimps were perfectly happy. They were pretty much happy. And they did this with a number, number of different species. And generally, man, it's like, wow, shit. I could have ended up with no raisins. I got two. People don't work that way. 
And I specifically have had an equity meter in my head ever since I was a kid. 17%. Jacare, JDS are probably going to get cut in the upcoming cuts that they announced, Stalin's cuts they announced for the UFSI. That's 41 years old. Has he saved enough to be able to live the rest of his life comfortably? Who cares? Who cares? Fighters come and go. I, the bald one, remain. Yep. Yep. So, uh, not yet. I mean, JDS is getting like, what, half a mil? Could be, Nash seems to think it could be as much half a mil. Even if it's 300,000. Not for that. And, and what drove me crazy about how JDS went out is that it's now what I'm going to call the uh, 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 Shogun flight. Where he, he goes fetal. It's, like, it's, a, it's a surrender and a capitulation. He goes fetal. And in Shogun's case, against John Jones, was the first time I saw it, he just kind of tapped. Please help me. Please help me. Yeah, complaining about the stoppage. It's like, okay, hey, bro. All right, tell you what. Why don't you take five minutes like you were hitting the groin and let's continue. Because we know it wasn't going anywhere from there. I mean, it's like that. he's the prime. He was one of – I mean, he was lapped by Chris Weidman. In terms of Gowlighter General, he was, he was lapped. But Mr. February – However, he was always a close second. He, he was the one who we created the Lost Battalion for because he was talking about getting his belt, and you could actually see people in his corner kind of looking at each other like, you gonna, you going to tell him? you, you going to tell him? So there was the, the loudmouth thing, big mouth thing. There was the, the discovery. Uh, uh, Davy Figs was sick until 2 in the morning. And keep in mind, it's not like he ate some bad clams. In the age of COVID, you don't know what dude had. You don't know what he had. You don't know. Two in the morning, What have you ever gone to the hospital for a stomach ache? I had a stomach ache for three days before I went to the hospital to find out it was appendicitis. Yeah, you're not going for butterflies, <laughs> you know? So uh, the really cavalier way that they treat, I mean, look, I understand. I understand, you know, pimpology. I'm all, it's your job to care about you. A buddy of mine was all outraged once where he, he, his, his girlfriend told him, his longtime girlfriend told him, um, your, your orgasm is not my responsibility. And his attitude is like, well, who, who's fuck is it? Who else is it? Or unless, it, unless it's a tacit, will you give me approval to go out and have sex with other women? Who else is it? And then what she means, and I've read this before as a sex columnist, it was like, you know, or as a psychologist, psychiatrist, you're responsible for making yourself happy. It's all you. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all you. Well, he went out and had sex with other women anyway, so it was a moot point. But you know what I mean. So this this really cavalier, you know, it's just 
And then Thursday, of course, they had the ruling that they're moving ahead with this antitrust case, the monopsony case against the UFSI. This is big news. This is big news. They could have to pay $5 billion for those 12 years to those select fighters who signed on. Which leads me to believe maybe that, okay, yeah, yeah, even Nash said, you know, we got over 700 fighters on the roster. Maybe it's time to let some people go. Maybe it's time, like, you know, play me or trade me, you know, because if you got 745 fighters on the roster, uh, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, is not remembering all those cats when it comes time to putting fights together. And if you're, if you're like, not one of the vocal ones, maybe one of those bar fighters where you just like the idea of being able to tell people, yeah, I'm a UFC fighter. When's your next fight? Well, I haven't had one in a while, but I'm a UFC fighter. You come to the gym and people ask you, and that's enough for you. Maybe that's enough for you. But anyway, a- anyway, so there were enough disturbing things where it's just like, you know, man, it's one thing I understand. I understand. I understand laying it on the line for a macro cause. Uh, honor, loyalty, respect, these, these big macro words that cause people to sacrifice their lives. I understand it. But it bites a little bit. When the guy that you're doing that for thinks you're a sucker. In one instance, the president of the United States, he actually called them suckers. You know who would have said that? 17-year-old me would have said that. Sonny said that in The Godfather. Because you know, they go and die for strangers and leave their families behind. or something to that effect. Suckers. Okay, all my friends in the military say the same thing. <laughs> you know, you go, they, they, they can't figure out why, why civilians don't understand. You know, I'm not there for the U.S. writ large. I'm there for the guys I serve with, my buddies. 100% understand. 100%. Yes, correct. I've got something biting in my mouth here. You know, you eat this granola, it stabs your gums. Now I got this problem with my gum. I'm not going to the dentist. Don't want somebody breathing, actually, their COVID into my mouth. So, you know, under normal circumstances, I would have completely enjoyed this, but this constant and continual reminder that um, that, that we're, we're not friends, we're not even really business associates based on our business model if I'm the oopsie and I'm the bald one. We're partners in crime. But what is that they say? There's no honor among thieves. Put those together and what do you got? Got UFC 256. And like one of you just said in the commentary, uh, in, the, in, the, in the chat, you know, uh, the color commentators don't work for the fighters. So I don't, I, I don't know what the, the things that they will change to benefit things are not things they will change to benefit things for you or for me. Which means that either you've got to develop a callus or you, you're out. You realize that there is a first, like they say, well, there's a first time for everything. But you also realize the corollary. Nobody rolls that off their tongue quite as easily. That is, there's a last time for everything. There's a last time for everything. 
You ever think about that? I think about it constantly. Constantly. I mean, I, it, it, you know, it, there's a last time for everything. If you think about that too much, you'd be completely paralyzed with terror and anxiety. You know, um, so uh, uh, so there's a possibility. I mean, how long are we gonna? I don't know. I don't know. Are we gonna be here forever? In macro, micro, talking about the oofsie and or on this planet. Well, we know the answer to one of those is at least no. We're not going to be here forever. Anyway, Divison uh, uh, Figueredo, great. It was a great fight. Said that the guy had to fight. I understand he wanted to help out, but it's like guys running up pork chop hill. You run up pork chop hill. You know what? Like Patton said, don't worry about it, you pussies. Talking about the, the invasion at Normandy, only two to three percent of you are going to die. And he was largely right. I think it was like two point five. Two point five. Oh, 2.5, you're going to die, 2.5%. Those are decent numbers. Those are numbers are actually better. I have a higher chance that I'm going to get shot walking out of the house to, to my easily higher than 2.5, and I leave the house all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it was, oh, he's rocked. He's rocked. What, what are you guys watching? It was just, it was achingly difficult and painful really difficult i mean i don't want to be one of those guys i watch it on my phone screaming at the phone but i was one of those guys screaming at the phone and of course you know he's got there's going to be brandon had his chance and he'll never have that chance again because this was this was davy figs this was davy figs sick and you laid it all on the line you opened the door into every you in a in the interim, until there's that rematch, if you're Moreno, you got to work on every single, like, do develop a new skill set because he's got your number now. You won't get as close again. Witness Alexander Gustafson. Things to keep in mind. Tony Ferguson, I see some of you mentioned Tony Ferguson and, and, uh, and Charles Oliveira. I <coughs> Ah, the guy's gonna die during the show. That's it. That's the COVID. Now he's got the Rona. So, um, so uh, Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira. I said I care, don't care. Last week, I said I don't think he's back. I don't think after that. After that, um, I, I think I, I said on a couple of shows because I, I was on uh, on DJ show as well. I was like, I think dude needs to. Uh, I think dude needs to. Uh, he needs to. He needs a break. He needs a little time off. His team will never tell him. And then, okay, it was illuminating. And they say that they say, well, he doesn't really have a team. You know, Ferguson, Ferguson tells you what he's doing. Ferguson calls the shots, which then put another bad feeling in my throat, right? The bad feeling for my throat was, okay, Ferguson doesn't have a team. He calls the shots. Then I gotta look around at who? I gotta look around at the bald one, the UFC, and Sean Shelby, also known as Keith. Because if dude doesn't have a team, you present him with a fight. But, you know, pimpology. If he takes it, we'll betide him. It's not my job to watch out for him. Whose responsibility is your orgasm? Not mine. He shouldn't have been in there. 
I kept thinking about Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. Most known at this point for either Barney Miller, the TV show, or looking at Tom Hagen and the Godfathers of Tom. You get me off for old time's sake. Yep. Like, sorry, no can do, Sally. He wasn't, I don't know that he ever would have been ready, but what does that mean? What does that mean? So, well, if he's not going to be ready two years from now and he's not ready now, fuck it. He might as well go now. Is that, is that how that math works? That's how that math works? Huh. Huh. I guess if you don't care about him, because I don't think it works that way for his wife. Yep. Yep. He he wasn't. He wasn't. He had all that success. Guys got, you know, see everybody in here. Their faces all look different. When they all leave, they all look the same. How's that? Scared. It was terrible. Top to bottom. Watch him walk out there. And of course, you know, I tried to a friend of mine was a champion, like a really hot shit football player. His whole life, his mother would come to every single one of his games. He'd win. He'd be getting off the field. He'd be like so happy. And she goes, yeah, Steve was great. You won. But you ever think of how the other team must feel? She's a religious woman. And I think she wanted some measure of humility. But the downing aspect of it is terrible. But I look on So I don't want to do that. But I look on the other side. And Oliveira, I could see. My time, man. My time. And it's different. Like, usually I say that Brazilian fighters have a hard head time bouncing back. But I, I, you know what it's like? It's like what I, I'm coming up with a theory now. Like, um, if you were paying attention to this guy, Tony Say from, uh, if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, please correct me, from Zappos. And he, go, dude, lost his mind. Lost his mind. And everybody's kind of laughing. Ah, he's doing whippets and, and drinking and not urinating and friends with Jewel and moving all of his friends, giving them like annual salaries of $300,000 just to hang out with them and so they could discover what happiness is. And he started the happiness thing in Vegas. And he was like, and then he's lost his mind. People are like, ah, hey, he's not the only one. I have a few friends like that. Brilliant people, CEOs. DC people pouring money into them go off the rails. What do they have in common? Burning Man. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Burning Man. There's a certain thing. I think if you're over 40 or even in your late 30s, you shouldn't be starting to take drugs in. Sorry, I just got, you know... I smoked weed for the first time when I was 14 years old. Smoked it three times a day, every day for six months, and then didn't touch it again until like five years ago with an edible. Dave Chappelle said stuff that, you know, you kind of age out. Or you go back and you, and you, and you I, I mean, for example, I know women who have been archetypical good girls. Everything in college, you know, models of probity. Straight, not messing around, not gonna, you know, didn't have any boyfriend, you know, 
get go to college, go to law school, get married right at, right after college, so married off to law school, and then end up with you know husbands that have sex with them twice a year. And they hit 40 and they lose their minds. Lose their minds. You got to do some of this stuff when you're young and you, and, you, and you got it in you. Because then you can bounce back. So the point is, I, I, I haven't gone off the rails. I know what I'm talking about. The point is that Charles Oliveira got the adjustments, got the, got the attitude adjustments early. And what he felt on the other side of it wasn't the tyranny of expectation, but what he felt on the other side of it was the Hollywood fade. Chimp, chill out. The, the, the misty wind blowing through the apartment when you're barely a name that people know and you're losing. There are no expectations because you're history in a lot of people's minds. That's what he was dealing with. And that's what was fought once he got back on the stick He's like, I got this brass ring, bitch, and I'm not letting, I'm going to strangle this thing until you carry my cold, dead body out here. And this is a man, this is a fighter to be feared. Yeah, Frankie Edgar is not beating the guy that we saw tonight. He's actually woodshedding and coming back better, stronger, faster, Lee Majors, $6 million man. Ferguson had no chance. You couldn't put him against somebody. You couldn't put him against a gimme based on how much he had. He had he like in Dirty Harry, he got to know. He got to know. And now he knows. What he does next, given how much he gets paid, is all of a piece. And it's gonna be somebody in the top five or the top ten. And he's not gonna keep in mind, keep in mind, Kevin Holland was not in the top ten. And, and Jacare was. That Sakuraba shit that, that, that Holland pulled. I mean, that's the kind of stuff where you, it's just, I love, I love Kevin Holland for, for precisely that kind of reason. And it's the kind of thing, I don't know if you've talked or heard about psychic phenomena and, uh, and, uh, and thought uh, uh, transmission, precognitive thought, Einstein, Podolevsky, Rosen, all this stuff. They're actually not crazy time stuff, but like real stuff. Yeah, I'm getting to that. And they say that they think most kids have psychic abilities. I'll tell you briefly a story. I'm sleeping with this woman. I don't mean fucking. I mean sleeping in the same bed with this woman. And uh, I woke up. She's sleeping. I woke up. And I was like, hey, I wonder if I could transmit thoughts to her head. So I closed my eyes and went to this meditative state, which I can easily tell you how to do. I think I've already talked about it in an old show. And I called her name, and her whole body flexed. And I go, whoa, that was wild. That was absolutely crazy. Let me, uh, it was maybe just coincidental. Let me wait a few minutes. So I waited a few minutes, closed my eyes, went to this meditative state. It doesn't take longer than 30 seconds to get into. Called her name again, did it again. She did it three times in a row. In the morning, I said, did you have any interesting dreams last night? She goes, yeah, you were screaming at me. What did you want? Now, it's, it's less effective than using the telephone, but we can create environments around ourselves with our heads, and I, I'm convinced of it. So, you know, Kevin Holland, you know, this is, like they say, kids have psychic abilities. I believe that if you, like, we all have, have we all have that Sakuraba thing in us, things that seem precisely right, but we have 
if you've been training in martial arts for any period of time, what do you have? You have a whole bunch of reasons why I don't want to deviate from the script. Like he used that leg as a counterbalance to pull him up to punch a dude in the forehead. Who punched somebody in the forehead? You, you, if I told you go out and punch him in the forehead, that's not going to work. Oh, yeah? Well, it did. Now, Big Mouth is here to stay. Love that guy. Love that guy. Loved him. He had the reach. I mean, it was it was very sad for those uh, fans of Jacare. You know, uh, you could see Jacare coming into it. You know, he's I'm back and he's had problems with his head as well. Actual problems, like noted problems with depression, which is a serious thing. Holland versus Izzy. Um, yeah, we're getting to the point now where there's some compelling. I don't want to sukujua a guy. But there's some compelling matchups that actually don't include some of the guys that you would think. Like, at this point now, the thing about Izzy in chasing John Jones, that uh, we got guys who need guys more than they need other guys. Like, Stipe, at this point, doesn't need anybody. He can just retire. This guy's job is a fire. I don't know how long before he gets his pension. But he doesn't need, he doesn't need, to, he doesn't need to fight Johnny Boney Joni. And certainly, everybody's complaining, Francis and Ganu, people complain about heavyweights. This is just, have you heard anything? Because I haven't. I haven't heard anything. So, uh, Bones, Bones is moving up there. Right. What, to fight Stipe? I guess. Haven't heard it. Nobody's announced it. Yep. Nope, nobody's ever announced it. So, I don't know what's happening. So, Izzy is, 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 is now looking at uh, uh, Jan Blaovic, but another guy, another fighter in his 40s, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be perfect. But one of those guys is going to come out of the loser, so you got to diminish things. It's a mini Sukaju, but not totally. Anybody with a, you know, undefeated record, they got to get, they got to get something on there. You might have a good rivalry that allows in your fantasy MMA card folks to make money all for, for much longer than they would under normal circumstances. But interestingly, those roads are starting to narrow for some of the guys at the top. It's starting to narrow for Stipe. Good. It's good that he doesn't care. They're starting to narrow for Johnny Boney Joni for sure. I, Jan uh, Blavitz is chasing him, but I don't really care about that matchup. Who cares? Blavitz again against Teixeira. I, I, I'm, I'm into that, but the reality of it is that's not a big fight. Izzy fights Teixeira and loses to Teixeira. You lose a Johnny Boney Joni fight. So these guys, in terms of their, their MMA fantasy pool positioning, you got to get serious. you got to pay attention. But, uh, but you know, as the months go by, yeah. So, uh, so Holland, Holland's on fire. <laughs> uh, well, how about him facing Chris Weidman? How about that? That'd be cool. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about Mackenzie Dern and Verna Jadaroba because I love them both. But I wanted some grappling because I'm desperate to see some grappling of any kind of grappling, and there's been none. And I guess I should have expected that they would strike. I'm, I picked Dern to win, um, and um, but I just said, what am I going to say? So uh, 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 yeah, JDS against Cyril Gone. I thought that um, I thought JDS looked terrible and should go. 
Siogon didn't look as good as I, you know, and this is my weight, this is my weight class, you know. I started to think about that. Right now, I'm I'm 240. When I was on steroids, I was like 265. I'm six six feet tall. Used to be six one. You realize for me to fight light heavyweight, how much weight I'd have to drop? I'd be weak from hunger. Like, yeah, you want to just I actually, you know what? I forfeit. I forfeit do the sandwiches. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, Gon, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, he's got six fights in, beat JDS. JDS has got to go for all that money. But Gon, uh, uh, yeah, he doesn't fight like a heavyweight at 247. And, uh, and he seems like a really nice guy. But that doesn't, doesn't mean shit when that gate locks. Like the Oxbow song says, when the front door slams and that back door locks, all bets are off. But uh, uh, Club Swanson, oh, my God, man. I didn't expect to be – oh, I'll tell you, I love this guy. I love this guy. I've loved Club Swanson for a long time. Big fan. I didn't think I picked him in this fight because I didn't see it. Um, but he's been training with boxers his whole life. And this guy, Pineda, who wasn't going to take his hand seriously, got an object lesson in taking some guy's hand seriously. And like Cub Swanson himself has said, there's a big, there's oceans of difference between MMA boxing and boxing. And he's training with real boxers. And so they interviewed him after the fight, Cub Swanson. And they said, well, why have you, what was going through your head? And the guy starts getting choked up talking about his kids. And then, of course, he gets choked up, and then I get choked up. <laughs> I tell you, man, being being a father, being a father is just, oh, God, man. It just puts you in a place emotionally where you're like, you know, there's nothing else in the world would get me in that place. Yeah, it just, man, you just can't. And I'm getting choked up now talking about it. You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, fuck, I'm all in for that guy. I backed off him for a bit for this fight. Like, you know, I was like, I like it. Like, John Volante, I like, hey, you know, dude's a social media friend. I, I hate the, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids do a lot for you. <clears throat> anyway, let's move ahead. <laughs> let's move ahead. Uh, talk about these other fights. Uh, get off of that one. Come Swanson. Yeah, I love this guy. I won't pick against him again. I don't give a shit. I won't. Fiziev, I, I, I love uh, uh, Tucker. We talked about Tisha Torres. Uh, I thought Sam Hughes, I was making fun of her. Uh, um, I was making fun of her uh, at first because in a, uh, on Care Don't Care, if you hear it tomorrow, I was making fun of her. And then John was like, no, nah, you know, because I thought her eye, I thought she was pulling a Weidman February thing. Look, the post is about to go. And he goes, no, this is, and then I realized that actually this is what MMA is for, right? People made fun of Roberto Duran for no mas, no mas, but ideally what makes me fundamentally more comfortable with MMA than boxing at this point is the fact that you can say, I had it. That's it. I'm done. Done. Yeah, I, that was the only one in the car I did see. And, you know, we started at nine and the kid I had to like, she was awake and then Kasha went to sleep for a bit. So, I miss. I heard that he was getting beaten pillar to post. Hooper, I'm talking about, and then he hit. He kept trying to heal and finally caught it. I'll go back and watch it. I heard his. I got in right at his post fight commentary where he's talking about. I've been training since I was a little kid. I go say, what do you mean since you're like a little kid? 
You mean you're a kid now? How would it? Oh, when I was eight, he was like, I go, ah, like my kids. My kids started when they were five or six. I tell you, even my kids now, they wrestled straight through all throughout, even the martial arts, the whole life, and, and uh, through high school wrestling and senior year state championships, two years state championship. All of my kids, all my uh, 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 older daughters, and so now they're in their in their you know one in the late teens, others in their twenties. They have a fuck. But even just goofing off with them, come on, kid, come on, come on, come on, put put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, man. They're, they're, it's just it's like it's smooth. It's smooth. I, I guarantee you. Even if I the little bit of Polish I'm learning, Cora, Cha Cha, my daughter, youngest, I would guarantee you it'll be just slick when they when they start that young. So I need to go. I need to go look. I need to go watch the Hoopa Fun. That was the only one I didn't see. But yeah, Fiziev looked great, and I already talked. I talked about it at the, at the beginning of the hour. But it, like you know, the thing is, when you're when you're a macro guy, and I'm tying this into the beginning, when you're a macro guy who understands yourself, a macro guy, you understand the need to to at least create at large the um, the the illusion that your level of concern is sincere. Like those people who were subsequently fired by Bill Gates because he did their work over the weekend, they never put in that connection because he didn't scream at them. He did the work, and they, they probably left it thinking, oh, Bill's a nice guy. He really cares that, you know, my mother was sick or that I felt a little, you know, my throat was swollen, and, and he really cares, and he did the work for me. You know, Bill in a month later. That's why they got fired. Bill Gates understood of going macro when, while being macro, even if you address micro concerns. That guy's got to get fired. I'm doing his work. That's fine. Pretty soon, people figured out enough people had done it. So he said, no, if you can't do it, I'll do it. And again, no, 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 Bill. And all of a sudden, what you get is what you get in prison. All my friends who spent time in prison say, it's one of the most polite places you've ever been. Excuse me, is this seat taken? Would you pardon me? You know, people are like, you look at somebody too long, and all of a sudden, I mean, normal. They, what is this rude? I had a situation where with some guy, he had just gotten out of San Quentin, and we were talking. I, we were moving furniture together, I think. We're moving furniture, so we're focused on, on the, the job back when I used to move furniture. And I was just, and the guy says, Could you look at me when you're talking to me? I was like, hey, man, hey, man, I've got a couch in my hands. So he's up, he's like, okay, oh, I'm sorry. And then he explained to me he just got out of the joint, and it was like he thought I was dissing him. And I said, no, man, i got the couch. Let's get the couch up the stairs. Come on. We can, then I'll look at you all you like. And he kind of laughed and we relaxed. But these micro concerns, you know, it's like pursuing small vendettas. I mean, I keep – I tell you, man, somebody said, okay, who is this cat going to fight? Who's Tony Ferguson going to fight? He goes, hey, well, what about one of the Diaz's? And every time I think about the Diaz, I, I want to get this thing in my chest. Like, you know? And, and the narrative that the oopsie pushes is, oh, those guys squandered those career, their careers. They squandered their careers. You squandered it. Stick it to that 17% that let you buy a, a $36 million compound in Vegas, you 
you, Baldwin, you did it. So as I watch all these Trump cats deflect, deny, distract, deflect, deny, it was you. Let me explain something to you about the math. Paying attention to Trump from the beginning, he never polled at more than 44%. And he was like, that's fine. I don't need the other 56%. You can go get fucked because I got a diehard 44%. Counting on the fact that that 56% would not be activated. But you shit on so many different people, you are never going to get more than 50% voting because your statistics over the years from any number of different sources did not support that. So, so I, I, don't, I don't know where the, the excitement, confusion, and, and now it's, it's feeling like JDS to me. I want, I want the Supreme Court said, fuck you. Super, multiple Supreme Courts said, fuck you. 60 no's. 86 judges, a lot of whom, like three quarters of whom are Republicans, said no. And people were getting stabbed and shot last night over this stupid shit. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You were saying that you think you got 51%, 52%? Where'd those magical people come from? You got robbed? You've been given 60 chances to show how and where and outside of vaguely worded homilies about American ways of cheating. You haven't said shit. Listen to you guys for four years. And now all I'm hearing, farting noises, whining, and the faces of tear-stained, red-hatted lip tremblers. Okay, okay. I'm not going to talk about the January 20th. But my point is, my point is, if you are macro, if you are the bald one, there's a protocol. Call it the jungle protocol. Call it whatever you want. Call it animal parlors. Call it mammalian mammalian measures. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Because if you stop showing up for guys, they stop showing up for you. There's a 44% out the street getting knifed and stuff because they believe that the guy in the helicopter circling them gives a fuck about them. It's a mass delusion. Like everybody who piled into a church on Sunday because somebody up there cares about them. Somebody up there might care about you, but I don't have any proof of that. Nor do you. So until then, I'm just going to try to treat you decently. Until then, now that I already own the $36 million beach house, I'm going to cut. How about this? I'm going to increase payouts from 17%, 27%, 10%. Is that cool? Or how about this? How about from 17% to 37%? You wouldn't even have to go that far. Isn't that cool? I already got my compound. Isn't that cool? Aren't you happier? Aren't you seeing some equity in this? Aren't you feeling like, man, before I had two raisins, and now he had six, and now uh, 
I have four and he's got four. Or I have three and he's got five. That's kind of cool. Not raisins, sausages on plates. You can't expect me to stand behind you on this. And they'll come to be a last time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch, this is like the line from Hamlet. If you but blench, I know my course. Watch how the cuts happen. I could be talking out of my ass. What do I know? The cuts that come out, watch how they happen. How they happen will either confirm what I've been saying or will put me ass out. That's all I'm saying. Watch. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open and watch. Anyway, this is round of version 143. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. On Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live. <laughs> Care Don't Care goes live. Uh, Tuesday, Hip Hop Evolution. And if the shoes fit, I got some articles coming out this week. I'll tweet them out through the Twitter thing at Eugene S. Robinson, which I'm sure that all of you know by now. Mr. Sleep with the number three on Instagram. But if you don't, if you're blocked, forget it. I don't let you in. And if you got no photos on your site, I don't let you in because I think you're a spy. Ah, Mr. Tommy LB. <laughs> you're gonna have to watch again. <laughs> I don't think the package has gotten to you yet, Tommy, but it's coming soon. So all you got to do, very simple test, there's going to be a last time for everything. But in this instance, in the micro, all you got to do is make it till next Sunday. And then we got a whole bunch of time off. We don't. We'll still be doing this show, but there'll be no fights until January. So until uh, middle of January. So... Uh, I'm going to do some year-end roundup stuff. Really? I, uh, Mr. Plaxico, uh, that's weird. You know, sometimes I got click to let somebody in, and then I'll come back like three days later, and it says I haven't clicked to let them in. So there's some sort of protocol with Instagram 3 that I kind of casually mentioned to my kids, and nobody can explain it to me. Why do I say, okay, let him follow, and then a few days later, it just wants to follow, and I can't, I can't click. Send it to me again, Mr. Plaxico, and I'll let you in, and we'll see if we can figure this out. Anyway, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Try not to die between now and then. The poster didn't fall. Sorry for you hardcore alcoholics. You have to find – yeah, oh, well, genius idea, Mr. S. Uh, um, yes, Mr. Awards for the end of the year. That's actually that's, – I think that's what we'll go for. Well, actually, but there's more than that. We got the Couch of Insignificance. We got the Lost Battalion. We got Misty AF. We got Dark Star, Phantom Tollbooth. There's a whole uh, Lost in the Supermarket. Um, we got a whole bunch of people that we have to do to, to round up. But, you know, we're going to try to keep it light and happy. You know, keep it light and happy at least. You know what I could say? Like, it might be sort of depressing at the end of the year. Dark Star. Matt Wyman was a prime example of a Dark Star, and there was nothing pleasant about that. But thanks for listening. Here, oh, you want to see the kid? Here, let's see. Here, 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 bring, bring her over. Oh, she's super sleepy. She she's, she's wants to check it out. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that kid. 
Who is that? <laughs> this is the baby. Oh, hello, gosh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Thanks. Hey, hey, uh, uh, you got to come back to jujitsu at some point when we can do jujitsu again, Mr. A. All right. Baby. So uh, thanks for listening. I'm about to scream. I don't want to scare the kid. So uh, we'll see you next week if you live that long. Until then, remember, live what you made me do! Uh <laughs>